Smart politics for stupid times. Welcome to the unprecedented podcast with John Aravosis and Cliff Schechter. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your co-host Cliff Schechter. Here from I'm your co-host Amy. John Aravosis. You're not the co-host. I'm the co-host. What? Huh? I'm a host. I, said, with I a am co-host. a co-host. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Whatever I am, I'm here from a place that was that you know was Midwest, seventy degrees yesterday. Normal. Was it seventy yesterday by you? Oh yeah. Oh and by God. normal, I mean insane, broke records. I think it broke a record that was set in, well, the day before that, not yesterday, it broke yeah. a record that was set, I think, in 1883. Oh, my God. By a couple degrees, mind you. Not by one degree, yeah. by like three or four. It hit 70 yesterday. Maybe even hit 71. And, uh, yeah, that's not normal. That, yeah. That's not a good sign. Uh, I like warm weather like anybody else. But, uh, I'd let, you know, when you know what's behind it, that warm weather – this climate change thing. In any case, we got other stuff yeah. to talk about. Uh, Madison Cawthorn, Russian yep. agent or, or big liar. We don't know. One or the other. <laughs> don't know. Maybe both. That's <laughs> true. They're not mutually um, exclusive. Um, I was going to say, and, Ron Johnson, Russian agent, big liar. We've got a lot of like big liar Russian agents in the, Russian, the Republican Party. Well, they all seem to have this thing in common where they all are Republicans. Hmm. Fancy yeah. that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I don't know, John. Anything else going on that we're going to chat about? Um, Oh, we were going to talk about a lot of COVID stuff. A lot of COVID stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's always more find, of that. Find and... this, I'm going to find the Madison Cawthorn stuff. I think I just deleted it, which means I've now got to find it again. I always delete stuff, you know, to get it off my phone. And then I go, oh, podcast. <laughs> so there yes. he is. There's our boy. Well, I have, right. a, I have a pretty good memory of the various aspects of this because I read a few things on it. So. Yep. Well, let me play the. I will play, let me play the clip first, just because it's great. To well, let's start with now. everybody knows who Madison. Yeah, Cawthorn tell people is, what's right? going on exactly. Congressman from North Carolina was apparently groomed, not in that way, um, groomed to run for Congress. I didn't know this. So I read something the other day that he was mm-hmm. one of the proteges of Mark Meadows, but apparently had some falling out with him somewhere. Oh, my guess is that they're all evil. It's kind of like the, the. I always point out to my kids. I'd be like, the kids would be like. I don't get it. Those they're both Siths, you know, in Star Wars. Why are they fighting? And I was like, and I would have to explain. I'd be like, because evil people also attack other evil people. They have no loyalty to anybody. Right. It's not like all the evil people just team up. They don't give a shit about anybody but themselves. So yeah, so Meadows apparently found this this idiot in in when he was in high school. What I was reading, uh, he was one of the oh one of those in North Carolina, you know, who was who was sufficiently uh, white supremacist and whatever else the hell you know is wrong with him. That, that but in any case. That's Madison Cawthorn. He got he got elected to a very very right wing district, even though, you know, I mean, you could we could go through the litany of things with the guy taking his vacation to, to the to the uh, to Hitler's old uh, vacation home, uh, and and uh, the eagle's nest and taking pictures and saying how thrilling it was for him, to uh, him, you know, his his gunplay recently. Have you seen those videos, John, with him shooting at a range? Uh, vaguely, I've seen him shooting. Yeah. 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 So I always feel like, you know, I've been able to be a, crit- criti- a critique, a critiquer, a critic. A critic. There you go. go. A critic. On, you on, a critiquer. Uh, on, on the gun issue, you don't have to, certainly what right wingers try to do, where you like, they try to make it so that you can only critique that issue if you know every single thing, which is bullshit. But the fact that I was on a riflery team when I was, when I went to camp in summers, shot rifles, you know, shot all sorts of guns for target right. shooting competed in all that means I know my way around guns pretty well. I know my way around the safety of guns. And like, he took this video where everything is wrong. I mean, he's on this range. There's a guy taking video of him from in front of him. No one oh, should right. ever be in your line yeah, yeah, of yeah. sight, which is awful. Yeah. He's drawing yeah. the gun. 
across his chest in a way where it's loaded when he draws it and it points in the direction of the other people. I mean, the, the one time I'll just say quickly when I was in the range, when I was in camp, um, one a kid, we had empty rifles, right? Weren't even loaded. And you knew right. if you pointed one of them back towards right. somebody or towards right. anybody. So this kid did it right. one time, was thrown off the range for the entire summer. And I don't know, he may have been never allowed to do it again. I mean, they, they took that stuff right. seriously when I went there. Uh, so, so, you know, you know, in 150 different things, right? All these women have accused him of sexual harassment. And he's just an, an awful, yeah. he's your Trump, yeah. basic Trumpy. He's one of the worst of them in there. Well, it turns out there may be more of that story, John. Do you have that in front of you? And you want to tell people or should I? Yeah, let's, well, let me play the clip first. There's, so Aaron Rupar plays a previous podcast guest, plays yes. a clip on uh, Twitter, finds a clip of Cawthorn talking about how he met his wife or his fiance at that point. Now they got married eight months ago and now they're divorcing and he's already, his ring is already off in photos that somebody else noticed online. So very interesting. So his Mr. Christian conservative America first, you know, Bible thumper is divorcing his wife after only eight months, a little weird. And he's telling the origin story of how he met his wife, which means probably this happened there though, because it's, I think it's important to state that it's not, it is not. It is abnormal for a normal person, for a member of, of the, the right wing Christian cult, uh, any part of that. It really isn't. Whether it's Marjorie Taylor Greene, you know, oh, well, I get that's true. You're right. With You're with, right. The, with the, her gym instructor, the tantric uh, sex stuff. I don't want to get into because she's gross. Lauren Boebert's right. whose husband who exposed himself to teenagers at a playground. You can go on and on. There's right. you know Jim Jordan, great Christian there. Oh, kids are being molested in, in showers. Let's just let it happen. Right. It's always right. the same with the so-called, and then right. there's Matt Gates we're going to get into. So I just thought that's important to state that I actually am not shocked at all. I would be yeah. if you were a normal yeah, human. Yeah, no, that's a good months. point. But go ahead. So go that's ahead. a good so point. No, no, you're right. Um, so, so he's telling the origin story. Since he mentions her as a fiance, it's at least from nine months ago, but it isn't going to be more than a couple of years ago because it's not like they were engaged forever. So let me just play you the clip of Cawthorn and note – You'd have to sort of see his mannerisms, too, because you'll note when he kind of stumbles on his speech, he's yeah. also lo- all of a sudden looking around and it, he's getting very uncomfortable at about the 15 second mark in here. You will immediately recognize the topic. Hold on. Oop, 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 oop. Sound was... And so we took the risk to do that surgery. And so when I decided to do that, I said, well, doctor, let me go on one last trip just in case I'm not going to be able to ever get on an airplane again. And then, uh, so he said, okay, we'll do, well, and you'll be in a lot of pain. I said, that's, it's, it's worth it. So me and a bunch of my friends, we went to, uh, we, we got to go over to, um, the, over to very close to Russia. We got, went to Sweden and Norway and we had just an incredible vacation. It was great. I was in a lot of pain the whole time, but it was wonderful. Uh, but then we got on a boat and went into, uh, St. Petersburg in Russia. And, you know, we just decided to take a hundred dollars each and go into a casino and see how it went. And, you know, I ended up meeting uh, an American there who was a captain in the army and who was originally from Miami. And so we hit it off, created a really great relationship and stayed in contact for about a year and a half until later I was down in Miami for work. And uh, he, he texted me and said, hey, would you like to come compete in a CrossFit competition? And so I, I, was, I, I laughed and said, well, well, Todd, I'm in a wheelchair. I obviously can't do CrossFit. And he said, well, just do the pull-up section. I was like, okay, sounds good. And so I show up, but anyways, it all was a sham. It was a fake CrossFit competition. He just wanted me to put me in the same room with the, uh, the girl who was eventually going to become my fiance. And so we did, and her and I hit it off. And it was, uh, it was a really, it's been a magical relationship ever since. Magic. Magical. Ma- magic. I would say this, 
if during that description, anywhere, <laughs> even not looking at his body language oh. right now, yeah. just hearing yeah. it, if anywhere during that description, the hairs on your neck didn't yeah. stand up because you thought to yourself, yeah. I'm watching the Americans. Um, let me you, let me play. You, go you go on. I'm going to play the clip again. Yep. Yeah. Let me play the eight seconds again where he he mentions Russia. Okay. So me and a bunch of my friends, we went to uh, we we got to go over to um the over to we were very close to Russia. We got went to Sweden. And- <laughs> me and my friends, we got to go over to uh, uh, over to we, we went over to uh, uh, we we no, he, he, three times he stutters on this. Right. Yeah. He stutters on it three times. There's also the fact that why is the the, the beginning description of your trip. Why are Sweden and Norway being defined as very yeah. close to Russia? And why, why would you even why would you say the normal person where Russia wasn't the main point they were trying to yeah. get across because maybe yeah. somebody told them to say how great Russia is? Yeah. Um, they would be saying stuff like, I got to go on this great trip. I went to Sweden, which was beautiful right. and nice. I went to Norway. Uh, and then we had this it's opportunity and we got on a boat and went to, yeah. but he's thinking Russia the whole time. Yeah. He's thinking how he gets to the Russia part, either yeah. because he's scared to. Or because he wants to, but he knows it's there. Or he doesn't want to get it wrong. How he's explaining, right? He's exactly. afraid he's gonna he's gonna not get it wrong. He's gonna tell the story wrong, as if it's a made up story. Is what it sounds right. like. Right now, no, it's, we do have to throw out this yeah. caveat that yeah. he is a pathological liar. Right. Like he's he's, <laughs> he's real, literally just right. about on par with literally. Trump. Yep. I mean, on I mean, he he lied about who was driving the car in his car crash. Right. He lied about. Uh, having gotten into the Naval Academy, you know, I mean, he's been busted on so many lies at this point that that he's he clearly has no relationship with the truth. He just like Trump, and and that ilk just says whatever he wants to say. So the the actual best description of what he just said happened when he met his eight month paramour is that uh, is that he the, the best possible description is that he just was making up a story right. and pathologically lying. Because he thought it would sound interesting uh, to people who were listening, but that doesn't explain his nervousness, right? right? And nervousness isn't enough to indict someone. So I'm so again, I'm saying eh, right. maybe he was just lying. Maybe it's all just yep. a big lie. Well, but and it's not ex- exactly. Well, and so yeah. So I was I did research on because Cliff had said earlier to me that he was right. Um, you can take a ferry from Stockholm to St. Petersburg, Russia. It's 400 miles and it'll take you 39 hours. The guy with the horrific back injury who is in constant pain decided to get on a boat for 39 hours. Anybody who's taken a ferry, you've you've taken ferries in Europe. Oh, Oh my God. Hey, I did, in fact, in in a place that uh, you'll know well. I took a ferry from Brindisi, Italy to Corfu, Greece. There you go. It was an overnight ferry, about eight, 10 hours. And I was a 20-something in good shape. And it was not comfortable. We no. actually paid extra money. Some people just stayed up on the deck. I know. We, you know, we paid the extra money to get a room down below. Still, incredibly not yeah. comfortable. And if so, there's any um, choppy water, you're dead on that thing. There's no way his his back. Anyway, there's just no way he took a thirty nine dollars. Here's the thing because it's yeah. easy for people to not think about this too. Yeah. It's not a thirty eight or thirty nine hour ferry ride. It's a thirty eight or thirty nine hour ferry ride each way. Oh. The dude signed up for 78 hours. I'm sorry, you're right. You're right. You're the, right. The dude signed up for 78 you're hours right. of ferry ride right. to get from Stockholm right. to, to St. Petersburg. Right. Completely. Okay, so that's the first thing Bullshit. that you could say right. makes no sense, but at Doesn't least you could say, well, maybe he's just a complete fucking moron and likes paint. Okay, here are the things that, that are even more damning. Part two, I tweeted this out yesterday. Um, yeah. And some people who are former veterans jumped into it. I'll talk about that in a second also. <laughs> huh. But But part two... 
I said former veterans. Veterans. Hmm. Sorry. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, the part two right. is <laughs> yeah, right. Like military intelligence. Okay, I'll stop making jokes. Okay, so part two of the whole thing is um, he when he went on this trip on a whim. Yeah, right. you don't you, when you're American, uh, and I think at this point most other countries, certainly EU countries, whatever, you don't just go on a trip on a whim to Russia. The, having an American passport right. means you need to get a visa, a approved in advance. Probably like at least a couple of days. Well, I think you've got to be on an official tour otherwise, and then you can get right. like a three day or something. Yeah. Yeah. So that part of the story makes no yeah. sense because there's no way he, they were like, hey, you know what sounds like a lot of fun? Taking a fucking, you know, three yeah. day, <laughs> taking a, a, taking <laughs> like four days of ferries to, yeah. to and from St. Petersburg to just spend a yeah. hundred dollars in a casino. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, let's do that. So if that, that didn't, there's no way. So there's something he's not saying there yeah. or he's lying. And then part three of that, which makes all this whole experience even tougher and less like, you know, if you like you know, the MCU and you saw the Spider-Man, well, I don't want to give away anything. Let's just say yeah, don't give if, away. Um, if, he's, if he went to another universe and understands the multiverse, maybe this happened. In this yeah. universe, the one that right. we reside in, St. Petersburg does not allow gambling. Yeah, banned uh, in 2009. Gambling. Right. When Putin started solidifying yep. his control – what would you think a, a fucking mobster would want to do? They would want all the gambling money to run through them, not to be going to other places, right? So they, there's, I think, I can't, I don't know where, where it is. There's one place where you can gamble there. There's actually is, four. There's four um, uh, areas around Russia you can gamble in, actually, okay, sorry, but bad. none of them are Moscow. Or, but St. Petersburg and Moscow are not either places you, you, you have can to gamble travel to less popular places. And yes. gee, I wonder. He did not know. gamble in St. He unless he went to a speakeasy, right? So. And then Which, let's step to the well, next actually, clip real quick though. But the speakeasy thing, meaning he went to an illegal casino, makes it more interesting because, like you said, who do you think's running an illegal casino in Russia? It's the fucking yeah. mafia, of course it is, and right. Russian mob. And, 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 and right? I'm sure the mafia is doing it without Putin's approval because he couldn't just kill them all if they didn't. Right. Okay, right. so well, actually, the, well, wait, but oh, I'm sorry. Well, I, as long as we tie this, I want to tie this to Compromoter eventually because. Because you better believe the Russian mafia with the Russian government's consent, they're not only running this this illegal casino, but they've got people in their honeypots and other things to try of to take advantage, you know, women to take advantage of the guys and blackmail them and everything else. So I want to say, and John, you know, as a foreign affairs guy for the good old Ted Stevens back in the day may have had experiences mm -hmm. like this. But I can tell you from mine, I did work with USIA, which is a division of the State right. Department, often – um, because of my background in international affairs, often doing briefings and things via digital video conference, which was this key thing, cool thing right. back then that didn't exist. Basically, it's a big screen of FaceTime that existed nowhere but <clears throat> you know places like that back then. 2004, five, six, around there. Right. Well, on one trip, I was sent to Romania, and trust me, former, obviously former <laughs> uh, uh, client state, what we'd like to call it, former communist country. Um, there was a very much a list that I was handed and told and things I was told about what I should be doing and should not be doing in Bucharest right. and some of those other places right. because they don't want me going to some place and getting compromised by somebody and then being in a position to, to oh, wow, look, look what they have on you. Why do I bring this up? I bring this up because Madison Cawthorn claims he meets this American army captain. Is yeah. it army? It was a captain. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah he's a captain. So, I think it was army. Yeah. So yeah. a bunch of folks on that, veterans jumping like, yeah, no. There's something wrong right there. Oh, why were they saying that? Because you don't have a, a, a military guy going over at that moment oh, uh, in, in our okay. nation's history okay. with what is going on with Russia right, right. now. And getting to an illegal, even to an illegal casino. 
Right. And probably getting more stringent instructions than I even got because right. like I was right. privy to right. like right. national security and whatever. I don't know how much this guy was privy to, but still he's in the military. Like there's no way he was going over to St. Petersburg and doing that. So, you know, that it becomes important later because he's the one who potentially catfishes Madison Cawthorn. And, you know, if the story is true, again, and says, oh, well, come do this CrossFit. Oh, you can only do the upper body part. Don't worry about the wheelchair. Ha ha, I got a lady friend here for you who's Russian. Well, Marry her, you know, meet her, well, date her. Well, She's wait, perfect. can I, just, can I well, jump well, in on Let me point? just finish and then oh, yeah, you jump in. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, is, yeah. if this guy invited him to invite him to her, a guy that was in a St. Petersburg illegal casino, right. I'm sorry, he that guy's compromised right away. It was the, like it. The, that was the assumption, yeah. and people have found him and, yeah. and have pointed him out on, on Twitter who this person is. And I'm just saying, and I'm talking about, I'm not talking right. rando, like people with eggs as accounts. I'm talking about veterans and people who yeah. are you know, national security people, people that I trust, and I think you would too. And the same description is there's something right. wrong here because there's no way right. this guy would be in, a, in, yeah. in this casino there. Well, okay. and again, the story not holding together. The guy invites you over for CrossFit and lies to you so you can meet this woman he wants you to meet. Why wouldn't he, A, just say, come over, I want you to meet this chick who's really hot, A, right? B, yep. if, if, he knew, if he knew he kept trying to set Cawthorn up and he didn't, he goes, I don't want to meet any women, who knows, right? Then you would say, come over for drinks. I'd like to catch up with you since you live in D.C. and I'm down here and I never see you. If right. he's willing to come over for the CrossFit, he's willing to come over for drinks. Why would he why would he lie about a CrossFit tournament? It doesn't even even that doesn't make sense. Even that doesn't make sense as even a true story. Like why wouldn't the guy just say, come on over? But if it's true, he nothing makes sense here. Nothing, nothing does. makes sense here. Multiple parts of the story sound like lies. This guy either should get... be a screenwriter because he's come up with an elaborate uh, set of lies. To, to tell a story to an audience, in which yeah. case I might actually even give him some credit for being creative and interesting. Yeah. Or the alternative is something is very wrong here. It, and again, the Russia thing, and then you've got him stuttering over the Russia part. Clearly, the one part of the story he doesn't want to mention is Russia, but he does. First of all, too, Cliff, if you didn't want to mention Russia, first of all, don't tell the story of how you met your wife. If you want to tell the story of how you met your wife because someone's asking you on a radio and you're a congressman, you say, well, it's kind of funny. I was, I was traveling to Florida and uh, I was catching up with an old friend and he invited me to this CrossFit tournament. I told him, I can't do CrossFit. And he said, oh, you could just do the hard part. So I went over to his house and what do you know? He lied to me because he wanted me to meet this woman who ended up being my wife. That's your story. Why would you yeah. mention Sweden and Russia? Where, where's Russia coming from? I mean, I, I've asked, we've had a couple really, you know, we've, we've had, we've been lucky enough to have some great guests on this show. Yeah. Some with FBI, national security background, things of that sort. And, you know, I've asked some of them because I remember back when we were going through the fits of the, the first impeachment effort against Trump for Ukraine, and we're talking about his connections to Putin and all the obvious uh, strong connections and all of that. Yes, collusion, folks, even if not provable to conspiracy by Mueller collusion. Don't let them gaslight you out of that. Um, and I remember talking to, to, to all these guys and saying the same thing, which is if they've got Trump, how can they, how, you know, it would be malpractice to not have tried to get me other members of the Republican Party. Right. And, and I, let's go back to that private uh, recording that made, was made public by then uh, House see, minority or majority, I'm trying to remember, but the House leader, Republican leader, Kevin McCarthy. To then, I think so. It must have been majority because I think at the time Paul Ryan was speaker, right? To House Speaker Paul Ryan, where he said, 
you know, there are two guys here who um, I, I think Putin owns. I'm sure Putin owns. I think Putin owns. It was something like that. Um, he said Trump and Rohrbacher. You may remember oh, Rohrbacher right. was right, a right. former Reagan speechwriter, you know, the evil empire and all that. So you think about the coup if you're Russia in bringing that guy to be a Putinite, which, right. again, he was one of the strongest in defending Putin against any, you know, you can guess as to whether he was an actual, whether he's being paid or anything else. What we know is what his record was, which was outspoken defense. He was a congressman from California, outspoken defense of Putin for anything and everything. Um, back in a time where that was much more clear because the Democratic and Republican parties were relatively united, at least on this one thing, uh, opposing Putin. And and so, you know, you're going to think, well, they got Rohrbacher. They're not going to try to purchase current members of Congress. You know, because I remember I have asked that to people, Malcolm Nance and others, and obviously nobody knew. Nobody knows. But I mean, the, the, the response always was, well, you'd expect it. Why wouldn't they do that? I mean, Trump's obviously the big enchilada. That's the one you're pretty damn happy with. But I mean, you want to you want to stop, you know, block, uh, um, you know, some of the, the anti-Russia bills that are going through Congress and things like that. You know, you didn't try to get a couple members of Congress also to push stuff in important yeah. committees to. Yeah. I mean, if somebody's sitting on the House, you know, Armed Services Committee, I haven't even looked at what committees Cawthorn's on. And that's malpractice right. by me. I should have. House Intelligence, House Armed Services, things like that. I mean, you're, you're going to want somebody like that. You know, right. so, again, we're going to be very clear here. We have no proof of this. What we have the whole is, thing's weird. Yeah. What we have is something that is strange and a series of 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 complete either crazy stories this guy has told, you know, like wanting to ride a ferry your whole life with lots of back pain. And then other things that literally cannot be true unless he did something illegal. So he's either lying, yeah, or he did something illegal. There are no legal yeah. gambling facilities in St. Petersburg. Yeah. Um, it, the whole, the whole, anyway, uh, the whole story is America weird. And, and, and why is he divorcing? And why is he divorcing? Cliff, but also why is he divorcing after eight months? You're Even right. that's, why is he divorcing after eight months? Which is weird enough, especially for this little Mr. Conservative. I mean, as you said, these guys are a bunch of hypocrites, so it's not weird in that sense. But putting it together with the Russia story, it then becomes even weirder. Like, so you met this woman under weird circumstances with this guy kind of connected to Russia, and then you're divorcing her all of a sudden. Like, what was going on? And- sorry, but if you discovered something weird going on, you're not divulging it, which also makes you anything you're hiding makes you subject to blackmail because people know what you're hiding and they can blackmail you. If this was something where they were trying to honeypot him and they didn't really get away with it, right? Like he discovered after he married her that something, you know, whatever the Russia thing or whatever, and you divorce her. Oh, okay. But now it's hanging over your head and you're not divulging it. I just, I know he's a liar, but I just, that story didn't ring true that he was telling, and it rang true in a you're no. hiding something way, not in a you're just making this up way. Well, also, if you're a smart person or even sort of, you know, anywhere above average, you start seeing patterns places, right? Yeah. I mean, what do we know what happened with Maria Butina, the spy sent over to end up, which is the girlfriend of a Republican consultant who had numbers and access to all sorts of information about mm -hmm. Republicans right. running for office. Hmm. You, you know that the guy who started that piece of shit app that I like to call Parlay, Parler, oh, wow, he met his wife in Russia. I'm trying to remember if he yeah. met her there or whatever, but married, yeah. married out of nowhere within a year or something, this woman from Russia. I mean, I'm sorry, yeah. but you start seeing enough of this shit. And, and I, I, there's a point where I can't believe in coincidences anymore when it seems to be all these people involved in either right-wing misinformation, right-wing electoral politics. You know, I mean, like, you know, so again, 
we're yeah. not we're not saying we've yeah. got any smoking gun proof on Madison Cawthorn, but there's something very wrong there, and the very wrong thing is the dude is so delusional as to be maybe even a, a, a more impressive liar than Donald Trump, or there's something going on there. Yeah, and I can't I can't yeah. say for sure which. I know what my suspicions are. I do think he's a hell of a liar, but I think right. that's part of who he is. And my suspicions are there's a hell of a lot more to this than just that he's a liar. Yeah. Anyway, yep, dad's our boy. <laughs> so anyway, very weird, very weird all around. Now, um, let's you know, let's transition over to COVID. Um, yeah. God, there's so much here. I mean, um, you know, I was telling Cliff before the show. You know, Ron Johnson. We've got Ron Johnson from from Wisconsin, who's a Republican senator, crazy, but also doing a very good job following the talking points today, Cliff, or yesterday. You know, let, let me let me play the Johnson clip actually, because I, I think that is something I would. I'd like to talk about because I'm still trying to figure out why exactly Republicans have adopted these exact talking points, you know, especially going after Fauci and some of this other stuff yeah. and why they're trying to convince people not to take the vaccine. Let me um, let me play you. Which sadly may be related to our Madison Cawthorn discussion. I know. Uh, let me just look here one quick second, because I had already edited. The, I'm going to look at my deleted file one more time because I edited the clip and I can just play the edited one. But I wanted to sort of play the entire thing. No. The edited one may be the whole thing. Okay, that's fine. We'll do that. Alrighty. So videos, they may make it hard to find things on the iPhone. You know what I mean? Like you're looking at all the yeah. different folders in your thing. Okay. Here's Ron Johnson talking, uh, of course, on, yeah. So it's not the whole clip, but it's a, it's a minute and a half. It's more than enough, but okay. So hang on. Actually, listen, we all hoped and prayed the vaccines would be hundred percent effective, hundred percent safe. But they're not. We now know that fully vaccinated individuals can catch COVID. They can transmit COVID. So what's the point? We're not recognizing natural immunity. And sadly, we're not acknowledging the vaccine injuries and doing research to help those individuals who have been harmed by these vaccines as as well. So Fauci has not been honest. He's not been transparent with the American public. And no, I don't give him, you know, I I think he's done a miserable job uh, in terms of responding to COVID. And he's also talking okay. uh, in the clip right before that, because I cut it off to make it shorter for my TikTok. He, um, he's talking about how, oh, 800,000 people have died now. More people died under Biden than Trump. It's been a disaster. And then the next sentence is, and by the way, do not take the vaccine. Right. Gee, could that be so why let's people start are with, Right. Let's start with this guy who, by most accounts, is an unbelievable fucking moron, which you can yeah. see just by hearing him talk. Talk about to the, to the, whenever you hear people you know, talk about in our country about how people, you know, somehow people who are really wealthy must be smart. I mean, there's also people who just get lucky, but some people like Ron Johnson marry into the right family. Let's start with that. Yeah. He's an idiot. Okay. Part two of this is with what he, what with all that garbage he was saying, Fauci served under, you may know this, John, how many presidents, both Republican and Democrat? Okay. I don't even know. I know he goes back at least years. Yeah. four, five, six. I, I want to say yeah. he, he served under as far back as George H.W. Bush, maybe Reagan, hell, maybe before <laughs> right. that. Right. Nobody ever had anything but uh, but things to say about him, but he was incredible. He's done a great job. He's done the best job with what was in front of him. Um, but this moron, Ron Johnson, he knows more, right? The guy who has no medical background that I'm aware of. Um, okay, and now let's get to the kinds of falsehoods he's selling. There's so much uh, there, where too. They con- where they conflate things. Well, I mean, it's pretty simple. Yeah. 100% effective? No, no vaccine in the history of the world has ever been. Yeah, none of them are. 100% yeah. effective? No, yeah. ever. Okay, yeah. that's part A. Part B. Um, so, you know, it being, it, it's not being 100% effective. It's still, people still getting this thing. 
people still getting uh, transmitting it, which again, you, you're not as likely to transmit you a lower viral level yeah. If, yeah. if you get it when you've been vaccinated. Yeah. So that's part two. He's also obfuscating that. But the flat out lie, the biggest one in the mall is, oh, well, it doesn't work, so you shouldn't get it. Yeah. And every single, I mean, think about your life in general, not COVID, but think about how you live your life. In general, are you trying to avoid, A, getting sick, you know, which is, can be an annoyance, B, right. ending up in the hospital, C, death? Yeah. I would say B and C. Yeah. The answer D is yeah. B and C. Yeah. And the numbers could not be clearer. And it's the same yeah. thing with Omicron now. Right. Let's come over here. The enormous difference yeah. is that it is literally yeah. I, you see different things. I've seen as low as ninety percent, but I've seen as high as ninety-eight point five. It made difference in some localities because sadly, older people who get vaccinated are still more vulnerable, you know, and those who are, who are immunocompromised. And right. so it's not it, we're not you know it's not a, a clear thing. But the charts could not be any more clear. In fact, right. Charles Gaba, who we've had on the show. <clears throat> who does a great job of tracking all this was pointing out that with Omicron here, I think it used to be you were, um, I want to say, 2.7 times more likely to get it if you were unvaccinated, and that's fallen to 2.1 or 2.0. I don't remember something like that. Right? Oh, it was way but, more. But, yeah, it was way better than that. But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it probably was. I, I'm, yeah, it was I'm like sorry, five to six times less likely to. Okay, well, uh, yeah. If you're, yeah, but yeah. The, the, yeah. The, here's the thing. <laughs> while it's got, while those numbers have moved closer, in other words, the difference of likelihood. Right. Is not as big as it was before Omicron. Right. Omicron, how do you pronounce the fucking thing? Um, it's a Greek letter. You probably know. Omicron. Omicron. There you go. Uh, so, so as much as that has has gotten closer, it actually the difference between those dying and hospitalized mm. versus those not. That difference has actually continued to expand. Yes. Did you can it, I really in, quick? Did, did you? So see you may the be threat? more likely yeah. to get. I'll just I'll just sum it up. Which yeah, yeah. Is you may be, you may. You, Relative to somebody who's unvaccinated, you may your your chances may have increased somewhat, slightly, whatever it is, uh, yep. uh, of getting it. Yep. Your chances of ending up in the hospital or dying have decreased even more, and yep. that is what you're aiming for here. That is the bigger yep. goal here. Okay, go ahead. Yep. Sorry. No, Craig Spencer, who we've who we've had on the show, I think a couple times, uh, ER doc in New York City, and well, was tweeting again about how you know massive influx of people, the ERs are packed again, and it's a lot of COVID people. Um, pretty much all of them are coming in with sore throats. That seems to be the main symptom now. It's kind of very cold symptom-ish. And he goes through the list of, okay, so first we've got people who are two times vaccinated and one time booster. He goes, you know, they've got the sniffles and stuff in a sore throat and probably you know, shouldn't even be in the emergency room, but they came in because they're afraid of COVID, right? He goes, so they're fine. Then you've got two shots, like two, two say two uh, Pfizer's or two Moderna's. And no booster, he goes, they're a little bit more sick. I forgot whether he said they started to have a fever, but they're a little bit more sick. But again, he sends them home. Um, then you get the people who got just J&J, &J, one J&J &J shot. He goes, the one J&J, &J, now they're significantly more sicker. Now they've got a higher fever, blah, blah, blah. But they're still, he said, they're still fine. They basically just got a flu. He sends them home. The only people he's had to admit for, for COVID have been people who are unvaccinated. They're the only people who are so sick that they're having serious breathing problems and they've got to have them come in because they could die at home, are the that's unvaccinated. Right. Now, that's just anecdotal. You know, and as Nancy Pelosi says, a bunch of anecdotes is not data, but but we are seeing. But as Donald Trump point. says, anecdotes are everything. Anecdotes so. are everything. But but we've already seen the data up until now repeatedly. And Cliff, what bothers me about this is, as you said, there's multiple layers of lies in, in what Johnson said, including going after Fauci. And I want to talk about that again, about why. Yeah. But why 
is, and I will say this too, Johnson is clearly repeating Republican talking points and he's doing it very well. If you listen to the entire clip, you're going to go, wow, he went through like all seven talking points. He does it really, he's an Republican idiot. Republican talking points or RT inspired talking points. Okay, they or, all or Russia the, inspired. They, but they, somebody, they all end up yes, in the same place. Yes. yes, but somebody gave him talking points and he's yes. very good at going through them. But I don't understand. Well, this is, I'll say, can I say something quickly yeah. just to bring context to it? Like, yeah. this is what the right is, is, you know, in a modern complex society where everything can't be black and white. This is something that the right has been obviously very, very good at. And they've been good at it on other issues. I've worked on guns being a huge one, right? It mm-hmm. may be that, that, you know, that you're, you're this much more likely uh, to, to have somebody get shot in the home uh, if you have a gun there. But what they'll do is they'll find like a piece of that and take it out and take it out of context. Right. And try to say like, well, if it's after midnight, only using a handgun to repel right. two invaders, one white, one black, uh, you know, like they'll find they'll find that one little stat right. where they can where they can say, see that you're 200 percent more likely in that case to get hurt if you don't right. have a gun. Like right. this is what they do. Well, but they live in the crap. But I understand between, it. But I understand yeah. it with guns, though. I understand it with guns because you're trying to stop the legislation, right? They're trying to stop guns from being banned or whatever they think is going to happen. In this case, I don't understand. I do understand you do. If, he's, if, you, if, you, if, you if he's working for Russia. Just, no, correct. Yeah. If he's working for Russia, I understand why he's trying to convince people. He, let me step back. He's clearly trying to convince people not to get vaccinated. Clearly. Right. So the question you almost said it yourself, why. John. Here's the other. Here's the other possibility, yeah. and they're not mutually exclusive. He could be working for Russia. He's dumb, and he's just reading the talking point. Well, there's that too. No, um, it's that he said in there, and this is going to be a talking point of theirs as they mm-hmm. run, maybe in the midterms. Certainly, if Biden runs for election, which is going to be more people died under Biden than died under Trump. Yes. We're going to make it look like yes. that Biden failed in his promise to solve COVID. Well, if COVID solved. You can't do that, can you? Okay, so they're literally so, kill yes. more of your okay. own people okay. just okay. to keep COVID going. Right. I'm just okay. saying that that actually no, I was thinking be, of that. You're right. That the other possibility is that they're willing to let their people die and they actually want their people to die because the numbers will be bad for Biden and maybe they can get back in. I guess. Because right. on its face, it's bad enough everything the Republicans have done because we keep saying, you know, more people will die. But in this case, He's literally telling people in this clip yesterday not to get – I'm sorry. You're, people can say, oh, he didn't actually say it. Of course he said it. He said, what's the point? What's the point? People get sick anyway. What's the point of taking the vaccine? He's telling people not to get the vaccine, which is insane unless yes. you want it's, people it's to die that or a you're so US corrupt. Is, yes. is saying that and yeah. everybody else – Again, it's just another sort of marker for how fucked well, okay, we but are you know what right else now. is insane? And this leads us to the other conversation you and I wanted to have. This is just another blip, and it kind of is out there, and the media is not talking about it. And we've moved on because, oh, just another Republican senator trying to convince people not to take the vaccine in the middle of a pandemic that's killed 800,000 Americans. Oh, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. As opposed to not just an attack on him, yeah. but taking his statement and using that for what it should be which is an indictment of the entire Republican Party brand. And, um, and, and I would say the entire yep, Republican yep. Party in terms of policy, but yep. we, you know, I don't mean to sound crass here because people are dying, but we do have to win elections to put good policy into place. Right. The fact that we found a way in 2020 to win and beat Trump while losing congressional seats because right. we refused to pin this shit on the entire Republican yep. Party and yep. made it all about Trump. And that's, no, that's a good point. exactly You're what right. happened in Virginia right. too You're with right. Youngkin, you know, like, this is their party. 
And if right. you don't speak out when Ron Johnson is saying that, if you don't speak out and ask questions what Madison Cawthorn, right. what the fuck he was doing in right. an illegal game, gambling establishment or not doing or whatever the fuck he was doing over there and right. married this woman, if you're not willing to do all that stuff, yeah. you're part yeah. of the problem. I don't care if you're like, you know, you pop up every once in a while, like the meek asshole. I shouldn't say that word, but hmm. as meek, wimpy, you know, senator or that I have from this state who thankfully is retiring, Rob Portman, who pops up his, you know, his patrician head every once in a while to right. shake his nice gray mane of hair, you know, and say, oh, well, uh, yeah, that's too far. And blah, blah, blah. Yeah. No, you've enabled all of this yeah. with what you've done. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I'm sorry, they don't get to walk away from that. They shouldn't. It sh yeah. They should need to all be held accountable for it. Ron Johnson is up for reelection. And may may run. We still don't know if he's going to run or not. Maybe he doesn't have these orders from the Kremlin yet. He, he needs to wait a little bit till the interpreter tells him what to do. But you know what? Marco Rubio is running for re-election in Florida, and that is a state where there obviously. You know. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I want, can I? I'm going to go back to something you just said because it's really interesting. I mean, it's an it's an obvious point, but I don't think we've ever really put that fine a head on it, which is that we know, for example, that right in the recent Virginia election for governor, the Republican won. Am with the help of his son who tried to vote illegally. Um, son well, another thing that's disappeared, yes. by the way, that we're not talking about while they yeah voted, yeah voted right. so voter fraud. We're talking about voter yeah, fraud, and we're not talking about that exactly. <laughs> but um, but nonetheless, we we know that in that race, the Repo the Democrats tried to hang Trump around uh, Youngkin's head, the Republican candidate. It didn't work because voters were like, "No, Trump is gone." Right. It, so basically, what that tells us is. In, in at least one state, but it's probably nationwide, voters are still trying to make this demarcation in their minds. I would say independents are maybe conservative Democrats and certainly Republicans between Trump and the rest of the Republican Party. And probably, probably it's the beginning of a realization of how bad Trump is by some Republicans, but they're still thinking, I know Trump is really bad, but come on, it's not like the whole party's bad because if the whole party's bad, then I'm bad too. So they've they've still made this demarcation so that not only should we not be trying to hang things on Trump because Trump isn't the candidate right now, but we should have broadened it out beyond Trump and said, oh, you think he's bad? You know, like Thomas Massey said on our show, like others have said, you know, this is a whole industry of Republicanism going back decades or you know longer yeah. that has created this problem. And right now and by the way, what really pissed me off is about this clip and again, what Democrats could do, but they're not which is the topic we wanted to talk about a little bit more, democratic messaging. Ron Johnson, right before I started the clip, right before I started the clip, Johnson says, 810,000 Americans are dead from COVID. And then mind you, his next sentence is, and by the way, don't get the vaccine. Yep. And, and the your, response Cliff, immediately to your, that, everywhere should be what is your PR, What is your response, Cliff? Yes. My response is 800,000 Americans are dead because of you, because of your party, because of the president that you enabled and the lies that you've told. Because Quite clearly, 98% of the, the people- who are ending up in hospitals are those who are unvaccinated. Yeah. The difference, real difference here, which you're trying to hide because you're a liar, in between people who are ending up hospitalized and dead and those who are not. And the numbers could not be yeah. clearer. I'd list some numbers. I'd say you are a liar. You're a disgrace yeah. to the country. You're a Republican. So I shouldn't yeah. be shocked because you're just like Lauren Boebert and you're yeah. just like Marjorie Taylor Greene and Madison Cawthorn and Jim Jordan. And I'd name some of the worst yeah. ones as you are like Donald Trump. All of you, your party yeah. is decrepit. You are, yes. you are you are liars. You are traitors. And, and I'm sorry, but in the end, would we lose? We might we lose a couple of people who are just like, oh, I was going to vote Democratic, but then they called my party evil. Yeah. If they still identify that much with the Republican yeah. label, they're probably not going to vote for us. A clip. Eight hundred thousand Americans are dead because the Republican Party told you not to take the vaccine. That's correct. your talking point. Yeah. I mean, do you want to you want to take my speech away and put it down to your to a simple one line response? 
that would be your response. Yes. This you, shit isn't hard, you folks. You did it. You yeah. did it. And, and, and if I had to say yeah. a second line, I'd say it's simple. 98% of those in the hospital and dying are, are people who are yeah. unvaccinated. You have yeah. told them not to get the vaccination. You are yeah. responsible for this yeah. tragedy. Yeah. Actually, that's a funny point, too. Hey, you know, all those I've got a commercial. Wow. Everybody I know seems to be getting COVID. I know even people vaccinated. I know, you know, I've even had friends who have died. I know I have, too. Hey, did any of those friends who have died, were any of them vaccinated? No. Just, I mean, seriously, I mean, while you've got people, I can, they can picture yeah. it. You're talking at like a playground yeah. and swings, kids disappear from swings and elderly oh, exactly, the yeah. disappear. Yeah. And your conversation is all there and you have numbers just sort of yeah. like fading in and out on the screen of a yeah. number of who's hospitalized and who's oh. not. And, well, actually, Cliff, it would be a little too complicated because people would get confused and I'd want to know the data. But, but I'm thinking, for example, you'd say more people died under Joe Biden than under Donald Trump from COVID. And 95% of those who died weren't vaccinated. Yep. Now, it's a little too a little too thoughtful by half because you'd have to say – It might be. I think that's is, tougher because, yeah, the they'll still try to blame people, it. You have to make clear oh, who's telling on. them not to get vaccinated or they'll blame okay, Biden. We have, to pause, we have to pause now because mom's calling, which means I probably have to let her in. So I'll have to edit the tape. Hang on. Yep. Oops. Hey, sorry. I feel like I've benefited a bit from a guided tour through – I know. Versus his life in the suburbs. I know. Well, I mean, you know, 92 year old mom comes home and it's snowing outside. I, I've got to go help her anyway, but Dude, especially she's got to walk. Told you, I'm fine. Yeah. Sorry about that. Did you hear Okay. I love the, did you, did you hear the little, yeah, I heard, I heard the podcast to do go. No, oh no. Cause I, well, cause I, yeah, well, she's coming in and she knows I'm on the podcast. Like you're waiting and she goes, Kukla made really good caca this morning. I did hear that. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know I what caca like, is, but it sounds bad. Oh, it's it's poo in Greek. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, so it is what I thought it was. Okay. Oh, yeah. We were... So we were talking about Ron Johnson. I'm not sure I remember exactly where we were. Um, um, I was. I, I, um, we're, I think we're, we're mostly gone anyhow. We were message. Okay, let me. I'll come back. Hold on. Okay, folks, I'm back. Sorry. When 92 year old mom comes home in a snowstorm with a walker. I mean, she didn't like go out in a snowstorm with the walker. She was coming from a car. I'm not crazy, but I had to take a break. <laughs> and go just help send her, her for a long walk. We hey, sent her for a long walk. We just like, you know, we put a, a little, mile job. Yeah, put like an oxygen pack on her back and just push her out in the snow. It's good for her. But, you know, so, listen, listen, Ma, prove you're tough. Come on. It's like the old country. Get out there. Actually, right. I will say, finally, this is the first snow we've had in Chicago. They never have snow this late. They're supposed to have like seven inches in December. We've had none. But finally, we're getting a nice little snowstorm. We've got, you know, uh, the ground is totally covered, so it's very pretty. It's supposed to get a couple inches, and then That's I think nice. it gets it rain. Cooler. And then it gets rained on tonight. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're getting the rain now. I told you, yeah. here, let's see. It was yesterday it hit either 70 or 71. Today, right now, let's see how – okay, yeah, we've gotten a lot cooler. We're not right. where you are, but it's 42 here today, yeah. which, yeah. again, that's much more normal, you know, for this time of year. Yeah. Here. That wouldn't yeah. – I mean, that wouldn't be crazy. weird. No. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Any case, but no, so, I mean, we were just talking about Ron Johnson and the messaging, and we were giving our messaging points. And, you know, Cliff, I, what worries me – Cliff and I talked about this before the show, but what worries me is when uh, Thomas was on the uh, – German uh, extremism expert friend. from Georgetown. And Thomas was saying, I mean, I'm looking, really looking forward to seeing him again when I get back. He was just so interesting. We said we talked for four hours at lunch. It was crazy. Um, Thomas was saying that um, 
uh, on the show, he told us this, that I don't know if it was polling or just fact, but when people feel, when the public feels like they're in times of crisis, that they're under threat, they, and I mean, I'll use the term though, they want a strong man. And I use it on purpose because typically they want a man and they want somebody strong, but it doesn't have to be a man, obviously, because Margaret Thatcher pulled it off. Uh, Jim people Kabatcher want somebody who makes them ass. feel like things are under control. Somebody stronger than them, a little bit autocratic is taking over and telling them, Here's what we're going to do. I'm in charge. Fuck the other guys. We're going to And it doesn't have to be like a right-wing nut. I mean, again, I'll give you an example. Franklin Roosevelt, Depression, World War II, everything. I mean, you know, we feel like the world's spiraling out of control right now. Imagine what people felt like sitting there after the the stock market crash in 29 and, and, you know, going into the next election in 32 and all of that. And, you know, right. I mean, you know, and you can find a number of, of, of people like that who come from the left. The problem is we don't seem to produce enough of them anymore. <laughs> no. I don't know where they are, but we need no. them. Well, and well, I again, some... I said to John earlier, two people what? I can think of who fit the bill, who are two of my favorite members of Congress who message well and who are straightforward about stuff and frankly don't take any shit are Ruben Gallego and Eric Swalwell. Or as, as I call him, Ruben fucking Gallego. There you go. Because he, <laughs> he's... He, he, he offered that to the Russians when they threatened him. Yeah. Um, that's the kind of guy that makes you feel like somebody's got your yeah. back. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I've said a million times yeah. that he would be, be by far, if in my world, if we could challenge Kirsten Sinema yeah. in a primary and destroy her, he would do it. I'm confident yeah. as hell. Yeah. He would yeah. end her yeah. career in, in Congress and he would be legit. Yeah. No, and actually, ironically, ironically, Kamala Harris has got that kick-ass thing, too. Um, you know, Cliff and I disagree on whether she's just being portrayed badly in the media, and she is. Um, but I also think she – I feel more than he that she's had a few too many screw-ups that aren't helping. Having said that um, – I mean, uh, verbal screw-ups, gaffes. Yeah. But having said that, she's got the kind of kick-ass stuff. But I will say, you know what, by the way, too, Cliff? But Kamala has to worry because, A, she's a woman and women are told, don't be too strong or you're going to look like you're you know, a bitch, right? And they use that phrase, right? Yep. B, you're black. You're black. black, and you're black, and black like an angry black person. Right. Bingo, right. Angry black person is bad. She can't be an angry woman or an angry black person. Um, and I bet you she and we have the overall Democratic problem. And it's not clear what it is. But Democrats, actually, part of it is. What's Kamala Harris's background? Law and order. That doesn't fly with the Democratic base. So she probably was toning that down too. So the one person we've got, the the highest person we've got in office today who's just kick-ass and has the law enforcement background and everything else is kind of afraid to use it, I would say, because she's been told, look, for various cultural reasons and your own base doesn't want to hear you talking about this shit. And Biden, Biden, for whatever reason, Biden isn't the guy. Yeah. Our Secretary of Transportation, who, uh, <clears throat> who, you know, the, the judge, and of course you have to, oh, he's gay, and blah, 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 you know, I, you know, I remember, it's funny, we, we've been hmm. re-watching, actually really watching, because we never really watched ah. it, um, 30 Rock, because right. we can watch it with our kids and stream it, it's been fun, <laughs> right. and there's one point where, like, you know, what's her name keeps getting in trouble, because I keep thinking she's, she's, one of the characters is racist. And it's too much to set up, but she's like, she, and somebody brings up, like, you shouldn't be for Hillary Clinton. You should be for Barack Obama. She's like, Barack Obama, he can't win. You know, and I'm telling you, I, <laughs> how many times we all heard that pre-2008. I, I, that, I was worried oh, about it, too. I was, I was too, but I, I wasn't yeah. out there saying it. I, I, no, no, I was I worried, supporting Obama, but I was worried about it. Yeah. And I worried privately because of our country. 
Um, I, I honestly believe that you can get past any of that stuff if you've got the strength and charisma. And again, I don't say that uh, is strength is a, is a male thing. Kamala Harris has it. I think Amy Klobuchar has it too. Yeah, I think, she does. I think she does. It, it doesn't yep. matter who it is and you don't need to be yep. straight because Buddha judge has it. So just I'm yep. covering all my bases here. Bernie, you can Bernie be Jewish, had it. You can be Christian. Bernie you can Cliff, be Muslim. Bernie. Bernie Sanders. He did. Actually, not my favorite guy. Not well. my favorite guy, but Bernie. He though falls a little bit too far or like some others do on the, you also want to have some likability too. And I no, he's very angry, but, but, but I will say in times of crisis, couldn't you, I could see Bernie getting up yes. in the economic speech going, you know yeah, what, yeah. you're afraid of inflation. I'm going to tackle inflation. I mean, you no, you're right. see him, right? Yes, I mean, could. COVID, this is, it stops right here. CDC, I don't like what they said. We're going to clear it up. I mean, no, I you're right. He, he could Bernie. rally people. I could see rallying people behind like yeah. Yeah, these, yeah. I could. No bullshit. I mean, he's got the Buttigieg, no bullshit, and the and yeah. the cockiness of a or like the oomph of a Klobuchar or whoever else. You know, and I think I, I'll uh, say yeah. I I think Biden showed that a lot more in past mm. times. I don't know if it's because yeah. of, of getting of age, which I want to be careful because you know yeah. the, I'm not buying into right wing bullshit about. Mm. But age with everybody makes you get a little yeah. softer, a little kinder, yeah. a little. You know, or <laughs> you or you get angry or like McCain, but yes, well, that's a good point. That guy just <laughs> we you can know. talk forever about that. Um, it, it, then you know, it, it could be that's where it is, or it could be they're instructing him that he has to seem because his whole thing was about bringing that's people what I'm together, that's and what he I'm has wondering. to seem conciliatory all the time yeah. and whatever. But I, I, I think they're they're like they did do Obama the too, moment, right? Yeah, right. But I think the moment when he ran for office was a different moment than right now. Yeah. The moment when he ran yeah. for office is when people were looking at him and comparing him to Trump. People were like, I'm so tired of this fucking yeah. asshole who just yeah. insults everybody and acts like a playground bully and a child, yeah. you know, whatever. That's not the moment we're in right now. We're in a moment where to a lot of people seem, seem like they're spiraling out of control. We even, thought we had a handle. No, we're not. Uh, it feels that way. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't say we are, but, you know, like yeah. they, the right has been successful as they always are in playing mainstream media. And, and, you know, oh, I mean, uh, you know, supply chain issues, they're really at this point are very few supply right. chain issues, but that's Biden's fault. And it's right. Biden's fault that there's inflation. Well, you know, I'll tell you, any great economy brings with it inflation. It is a natural outgrowth right. of people right. having money and buying shit. Of, well, of right? super economic growth coming out of almost depression, you risk inflation. Right. So, I mean, you know, but they've, they've, they've successfully sort of hampered him on, on getting credit for the amazing economy right now because of that stuff. Yeah. And then with Omicron and you know, Omicron, sorry, I'm trying to pronounce it the Greek way. Yes. And and some of these things going on, you know, people rightfully are like, Jesus Christ, more, mm-hmm. you know. And so uh, yeah. and then, of course, we're fighting a seditionist movement on the right. And so for people who are who are seeing that, too, you're just sort of like, oh, my God. And, and, and I get it. I, I don't think he's you know, I think right now they're they they're still having him sort of be the guy he was two, you know, a year and a half, two years ago. I don't think that's who people are looking for at this point, you know, and I hope that that course corrects, let's say, because people are going to want something more forceful. There's yeah. just too much shit going on. And, and you know, if if, uh, if the uh, what do you call it? The, the, the I almost called it the 9-11 commission. Feels similar oh, the January because, 6th commission. Because, yes. because we had domestic it, it, just take out the word domestic. We had terrorists attack us on January 6th, just like yeah. we did on 9-11. Um, just some of them happen to be in our government. Um but, uh, you know, if, if that keeps on going in the direction it's going, we're going to need even more strength because people are going to find out some people in some very high positions are guilty of treason. And that's going to scare them about our government. And they're going to need somebody to step up and say everything is going to be OK. We will get past this. We've gotten past, you know, 
worse. We got through a civil war. We don't want that again, but we got through that. We got through everything from World War One, the World War Two, and the Great Depression, and this and that. And you know what? Right. We will prevail. Right. That's what they're looking for, and I think that they need to hit that tone. So yep. we'll see. I don't know. I, I just, we, we can't do this without the messaging and we don't have the messaging and I just don't know anymore what we, what we do about it because they just don't. Yeah, they don't. <laughs> well, I wish I could give it an opinion. on. I just, I still, no. if there's anything that baffles me more than anything else out there in our, in what we do is it's that I don't, I still don't get why yeah. we can't have the messaging. I still yeah. don't get why. I still don't get why. After example, after example, yeah. after example of us losing close elections or other things because we didn't have somebody who had the charisma to overcome all of that, their messaging machine or whatever, you know, and, and stuff like that. Like, I just I don't understand how they that like after people who you think took basic marketing classes, all that other stuff and people who've looked at how successful the right can be in turning CRT into an issue that helps them win the governorship of Virginia, you know, right. in in. Right. in turning Benghazi into something that right. harmed Hillary Clinton in 2016 right. as intended. Like how they take things that are virtually nothing and turn them into something to help them, how we can't even take the, the atrocities these people commit on a daily basis and form that into a cohesive narrative about who they are. COVID, right. corruption, and coup. I'm switching from Q to coup. Yeah. I think coup is better because they're all Cs and you can, you know, whatever. In any case, it's just the easiest narrative to tell people. And if you were to repeat COVID corruption and coup a billion times and made that, that that was what the Republican Party, you'd see reporters starting to report things like covers in a different way. It, this it, was, you know, it, yes. Remember, this was the uh, the thing we talked about a couple of weeks ago when people were getting pissed at um, Sherman, Jake Sherman, who I really like, who's good. He's former Politico. Now he's like Morning yeah. Brew or some such thing. I don't know what it's called, but um, but he was talking. Uh, and it, actually, it wasn't him. It wasn't him. It was uh, actually I think he shared it. It was what's his face who we like. Ryan, what's his face? Was with Vanity Fair forever. Mary's dating Olivia Nuzzi. Oh yeah. Well, I don't know if we like him anymore. I think I don't. No, like but he was pretty anymore. good. I mean, as a Ryan, somebody. I liked him as a writer there. It turned yeah. out he harassed yeah. some women and he got a gig with. Oh, Politico I didn't know that. Oh, oh, yeah, New Yorker <laughs> fired him for that. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Oh, God. So okay. I stopped liking him. In any then. case. But in any and case, then, he, and, yeah. and now he's he's an apologist for this both. I mean, I, I, Politico, yeah, whenever the, people yes. enter that orbit, I don't know, man, what it does to Yes, them, but, but let me – but the point I was trying to make was he had written something that people were jumping on him for but was absolutely true. And he was saying, I'm not saying I like it, but let me tell you how the media works. And he was talking about how with the insurrection, how Nancy Pelosi doesn't talk about it. You know, uh, uh, Biden doesn't talk about it. Schumer doesn't talk about it. He's listening like all the top Democratic officials don't keep talking about the insurrection. He goes, and then you want the media to keep covering the insurrection. And it's like it, – mm-hmm. excuse me, not even the insurrection, the attack on democracy. Now, the media is covering the ongoing attacks on democracy, but our own leaders aren't regularly talking about it as a messaging point it makes the media not cover it and I, at this point i just cliff i i just i don't know anymore. well here's what i, I would don't... say john about <sighs> to, to critique that we're so bad at this is, is that is that why we're again yeah i'm not i'm not giving us any i'm not yeah. like relieving us of any of the the discredit there right you know in what he's saying he is right in, in terms of democrats failing it still doesn't absolve him of the crackerjack box bullshit coverage of Politico. 
I mean, a, a, a yeah, no, example I don't, I don't is, get into, is they can't get into okay, that. Well, we don't have That's to, but yeah, I'm just I mean, we can, like, but I meant, I'm just, it's, it's the larger, it's the larger question though, of part of the game is having to do that. That is the situation. That is the PR situation we live in yeah. is that this media broken as it is requires us to talk about something to yeah, help right. make news. Right. We know that and we don't talk about it. Yeah, okay. Right. No, so I'm not disagreeing with you. But I'm saying that's 100% correct. Yes. You, have, you and I know how it works. And therefore, we create when we're working on campaigns, and I don't mean just election campaigns, but I mean issue campaigns. You you think of, okay, what's a creative way that I can get the media's attention? What stunt can I pull? What famous person can I bring in? What day can we what do it on? What can I push about yeah. them that will bring the yeah. media see a new angle? And, and the media will go, cover. oh, we love that. That's visually great. And it's not, this isn't rocket science. It is well known in Washington. And I would just say politics generally, people who know Mark marketing they don't do it cliff and at this point we've been talking about this so long and you and i've been worrying about it way before we started our podcast there's something wrong and we've got to figure this out it's not just well, I mean, wrong is, with our democracy, is, uh, but like a long you know? term i mean it's been going on for decades but this i mean is i feel ridiculous like I, I feel like it's, it's pretty much since you know almost since with with mm-hmm. some brief brief interregnums like clinton in 92 they had a narrative and it's that famous concise thing that carville right. had up on the wall you know, right. but but for the most part, like everything else that's gone south, the Democratic Party, yeah. it's now a full generation ago. Uh, I almost lose track sometimes how long it's been since Reagan won. Uh, <laughs> and I was a little, little kid when I, Reagan won. And um, and, you know, since then, it's almost like we always feel like we're on the have to be on the defense responding to them as opposed to taking and going. On. And again, there have been exceptions to that. But I've said before, and you said it, too. You know, I don't give Obama huge credit for messaging. You know, the hope poster and all of that hope and change that was that that yeah. was because of what was going on at the time, a great message at that point. But you may remember once he wasn't once we didn't have that and he was incumbent, he right. won by half as much against Mitt Romney in two thousand twelve. And right. to me a lot of that was about the fact that they never messaged anything. They never talked about what they had done, which Obama later admitted on healthcare that was successful and all these other things. Right. They picked the three, four or five points. So they won in 2012 on the sheer strength of uh, that things had gotten better and Obama had a shitload of charisma. Yeah. And a lesser yeah. president might have <clears throat> lost a lesser charismatic, you know, a president with less charisma may have, might have lost that election, that yeah. election. And, and I mean, I just, again, so I mean, it's not like, you know, people will try to debunk it and be like, well, look what Obama did and look what Clinton did and whatever. Yeah, I mean, again, like we haven't even branded who the hell our party is. Could you say what the Democratic Party? I mean, it's sitting there staring you right in the face. Like you know, with with Republicans being being you know like supporting fanatical religious interests, right? Right wing crazy militias, like out of control uber capitalism. You know that creates billionaires and whatever without any regulations. We should be the party of the public good. It's the simplest thing. It harkens back in our constitution. You can go back and look how much it's talked about, you know, the public good, the public sphere, because the public good is saying you owe your country something. All right. You owe them your country patriotism. You go get fucking vaccinated because the public good requires it. You don't carry around an open gun, a fucking assault rifle, because the public good requires it. But you pay your taxes. I mean, I'm just yeah. saying it's in, in yeah. why we haven't made that that's literally the hallmark of who our yeah. party is. And then you pick four or five yep. other phrases that I could come up with. I, I just don't know. Well, you know, it's an interesting little fallout from that, too, is I could see saying maybe saying, you know what? We don't always get it right. But you can always know that what we did was we tried to do good by you. We tried to help you. That's right. The other guys with COVID 
who knows what was going on? They were no with COVID, they were trying to help his reelection. So they lied about it and got you killed. Now, yeah. who knows what corrupt reason they're trying to get you killed with Russia and the foreign policy. Everything was about lining Trump's pockets and an appearance of impropriety that somebody had bribed him. But they weren't trying to help Americans. They weren't trying to help exactly. the American again. People. Public good yeah. patriotism. Yeah. I yeah. mean, you're the one standing up for what is, what you want. Yeah. Was and sometimes we're going to get it country. wrong. But at yes. least, but at least you're going to know we tried and we had your best interest at heart. And it isn't wrong because we sold out to somebody else, which is what they're right. doing on prescription drugs, which is what they're doing on healthcare, what they're doing on the economy, right? You just but they, they're doing all always, these, these these religious even the tax cuts, even the tax cuts. They sold out to somebody else. Sure. They're never yeah. doing it for you. They claim it's for you. It's never for you. That's It's one of the most confounding yeah. things of my career in this business. It really yeah. is. I don't understand it. We, we again, we, 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 we so lack an understanding of it that the people on our side who have money refuse to invest in making any of it better. I mean, there's exceptions, right? Yeah. They invested in cap and they invested in media matters. Good, right? I mean, I'm not saying there's nothing and there's other things out there that I forgot to mention they've invested in, but I mean, you look at what they've invested in on the right, right. the sheer mm -hmm. scope and how we, we don't do that. And, and, yeah. and it should be the most obvious study after study and the psychological impact of Fox, how it adds a couple yeah. of points to Republicans in elections. And I mean, it's 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 baffling. And, and again, like so we, we're not investing in the in the distribution system to get it out there. And then we're not even doing the simple thing of even with the current distribution system, we're at a massive disadvantage to them. If we sat down and summed it up as COVID corruption and coup or whatever it is, they could choose something different if they wanted to. We're for the public good. They're for, you know, we're for, we're for the public good and in patriotism. They're for preening private. I can't even say it, right? Because there's too many P's. They're there for preening and they're for private interests. All they do is perform. All they do is set money aside for their various groups, religious group that supports them. Absolutely. Corporate group that supports them. Absolutely. You, not so much. I mean, it would frame everything. It would create a narrative for the media. And it happens to be true. That's the thing. Um, I'm laughing here. Olivia Nuzzi did a... Um a profile of Dr. Oz. He talked to her and then hung up while he's in the car with his wife, but the phone never hung up. So then Oz and wife start talking about Nizzy. She's listening to the whole thing. <laughs> what did they say? To read. I mean, this, the quote, the quote here wasn't anything really that good. He just thinks she was lying about setting up an appointment or something. This fucking girl reporter, Miss, Mrs. Oz says, this fucking girl reporter. I love that girl reporter. This is the girl reporter who broke into some guy's house and stole all his photo albums. But um, she did. I, I doubt it. Um, but it's it just makes me laugh though because I will say Olivia Nuzzi, as much as people criticize her, she's really remember she's she was the she was the Giuliani uh, savant who got him to open up on crazy shit too. She's well, you know, how she got her start right. Maybe this is where they're talking about the photo albums. Hmm. She got her start because she was and she was actually an operative, a young operative on Anthony Weiner's campaign. Oh, get out! And Funny. when all that stuff happened, she came out and exposed what she knew about him. Exposed so probably is not the best word to use. Exactly. She shared what she knew about him. Yeah. Yep. And and uh, and that hmm. and she made a name off of that and then ended up going to the Daily Beast and becoming a writer for them hmm. uh, and everything. But uh, you know, like again, I, my view of Olivia Nuzzi is like with so many other people, you know, it, which is um, it, it can be conflicted in that I think <clears> she's yeah. a, she's a useful voice to have out there because she sometimes can expose some bad things. Yes. I don't think I, I personally have seen things that make me not think she's the best person in the world, but I don't know her at all. So, yeah. you know, but I've she never does come get across some her once. Stories. She does get some she of does. these stories. She's got I mean, a, she's got a knack like for it.
Yeah, she got an ex for it. That, so yeah, whatever. Yes, girl reporter. Yeah, that's a uh, that's a nice way of putting it, and also a non-sexist way of putting it. Exactly. Fucking. I'm sorry. Fucking girl reporter. Right. <laughs> All right, guys. Right. We went on. We thought this was gonna be a short one. We went on way too long today. Um, well, we've we've been a little short in some other ones. It's that yes. time of season. So, thankfully, we, we you know we had yep. the time. We're able to do something a little bit longer. So. Yep, yep. I Thank you for we'll being be here. You Thursday guys. will be our next day. Our next day, so we can avoid New Year's Eve. Correct. I hope you Not have a merry matters, Christmas. But... If you do the whole Christmas thing. Exactly. And. Uh, Exactly. You know, whatever, whatever else is going on. Happy New Year. Everybody does the New Year thing, I think. Yeah. I mean, yes, except I never consider New Year's a real holiday, but yes. It isn't really. You know, but... I mean, it's silly, but I like, I don't like going to New Year parties. New Year's parties, I find them kind of goofy. Like the parties, I used fine, to like the midnight thing. I used to like having New Year's Day as a, as a holiday because it would help my hangover. But now uh, you have kids. And, and, and then I grew up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Then I got now you can't get a hangover. Guy. Yeah, now I get a hangover just by like staying out past ten o'clock at night. So you know, know. (laughs) having a full glass of wine. (laughs) Exactly, it's a a slightly different situation, and so now I'm I'm pretty good with uh, pretty pretty well. Whatever New Year's Day does not provide what it used to, but I'm I'm fine with. I'm not anti New Year's Day like John is. Okie dokie dokie. All right, we shall take care, guys. Thanks for listening.